Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus from Shattered Sun and El Nino, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce. And I'm the far sexier one. Chris. <laughs> well, we don't have our partner here today. We're going to be missing Rena, but uh, I think she called you numb nuts. I don't know about the far sexier one. Well, numb nuts, <laughs> numb nuts, <laughs> numb nuts in Norway. No, Finland. Oh, yeah. Finland, yes. She's going to smack you next time. <laughs> <laughs> numb nuts in Finland translate to sexiest man alive. Sex. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Jesus. At any rate, we're going to be missing her today for sure because she adds a certain. Uh, I don't know, uh, Je ne quality sais quoi? to this. Yeah, that. <laughs> See, I'm pulling out a little French Canadian there for you. Yeah, there you Je go. Je ne but... sais quoi. <laughs> Today, we're going to be chatting with Marcos from Shattered Sun. And I know you had a chance to listen to him this morning. I'm good friends with Marcos. He's been a really good guy over the years and done some really cool stuff. What do you think of the music? Dude, it was a killer band. And, and one thing I really liked about their Facebook page is how they, they're a little bit more personal than a lot of bands with their fans. Yeah. Um, and I see they have a show coming up on Halloween. I'm kind of wondering how they're going to pull that off. It says it's an all ages show and they're going to have playground equipment for kids. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I just wonder how they're going to pull it off. So I would like to. Hello. Hello. Hey, Marcos. How are you, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Long time no talk. I got my partner, Chris on the line. How you hey, doing? What's going on, Chris? Doing oh, good. you know, not much. Just hanging out in the studio. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm I'm reeling this morning, man. My Cowboys just got annihilated last night on Monday Night Football. So does that mean you, you know, also got annihilated? You know what? Uh, when the games <laughs> when the games turn like that, I usually stop drinking because I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to have a hangover tomorrow for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> How you been, so, my friend? I've been great, man. I've been busy. Very fortunate to be busy uh, between both bands. I've just kind of been. Uh, on a roll right now, uh, Shatter just dropped a new record, and uh, El Nino is getting ready to put out some uh, some singles and announce a, a new record deal. So uh, I've been been very busy, very thankful to be busy. How are you managing all of that in the midst of all this, and then still trying to be the family man? Oh man, you know it's me and me and uh, my fiance Michelle were actually just talking about that last night, and you know uh, I I think it was something that I had to accept. You know, mainly with El Nino because it was something that I needed to travel and I needed to uh, go to other states to get things done. And, uh, you know, I've been working. I'm a, I'm a truck driver as well uh, for my father's company. And I've been working through the pandemic uh, since the very beginning. And I've been fortunate to have uh, the top of the line, you know, N95 masks and right. all of these things at my disposal. So I just said, hey, you know, I'm going to apply the same. Uh, mindset and, um, you know, caution that I do in work, you know, to having to travel. So uh, at the end of the day, man, it, it, like you said, it's about uh, my family and it's about taking care of them and whatever I have to do to put food on the table and and continue to provide for them. I'm going to do it. Right. How was that for you? This is kind of not music related, but at the start of the pandemic, when shit was just going absolutely crazy and no one had any idea what was happening or what to do or how to deal with it. How did that affect you personally? Because you were a truck driver and you were essential, like without you, things could not carry on. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it was it was like a double kick in the nuts, man. Because I'm, <laughs> I, so I'm I'm from a really small town. Uh, you know, uh, well, Corpus Christi is where we're based out of, but I'm from uh, a town 30 minutes from there called Alice, and uh, it was the first time that I was ever actually scared because uh you know we don't we don't panic easy down here man we're country folks yeah. and, uh, when i was in you know our local supermarket and i saw people panic buying and and the fear in people's eyes that was the first time i was like holy shit like this is uh this is real yeah this is this is real you know and on top of on top of you know uh you know, my, my work that I do for my father's company and truck driving and moving equipment and, and, uh, essential items, uh, all over South Texas, you know, I was, had four tours on the books for shattered sun. I had another three on the books for El Nino. I mean, personally myself, I lost about $40,000, you know what I mean? Between just, just in touring, you know, and you know, it, 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 it was tough, but you know, I had to tell myself after a while, just like any business and every business out here, you got to readjust. You got to figure it out. And, uh, you know, we're in the process of doing that. Yeah, I see. I see that you guys have a show coming up there in Corpus Christi. How how, how did that come about? And, and I see that you're going to have like all ages and there's going to be playground equipment and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's this place in Corpus Christi that is a. Uh, called Bruce Street Ice House. It, it holds about 1,200 people. We've had the, the awesome fortune to sell that out a few times, uh, you know, at the capacity of 1,200, but they decided to start doing shows uh, for country and Tejano bands, uh, social distance. They capped the place out at 260 people. It's seated. It's spaced. It's, uh, you know, at, for, at first we were kind of like, now, well, that's not metal you know what i mean that's not what we're about so it's right. kind of like you know you got to hold off but then you see you see countless you know country bands and tejano bands just you know just doing it and i'm like why why the fuck can't we do that you know yeah. and you know i understand metal is a uh metal is a crowd driven thing and and you know the camaraderie that comes with that but like I said earlier, man, business has got to readjust. And, you know, this is our first attempt at kind of doing that on top of, you know, we invested a lot of money into our new album, blood for you. And a lot of other people invested money into it and sitting back and just saying, well, you know, I guess the label's just, uh, going to make all the money and we can't make any on ourselves. It's, you know, it was a tough pill to swallow, man. And we just, we refused to do it. Yeah, well, the record sounds killer. I was just listening to it this morning before we got on. Oh wow, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys' support. To be honest, I've Bruce has known you for a long time, uh, but this is the first time I've ever heard you. So the first Uh track I listened to was "Bled for You," which fucking kicked my kicked me right in the nuts. The um, (laughs) the uh, the sound quality from a record like I'm an audio engineer by trade, and the sound quality was just amazing. Like it was so good. Thank you, man. Yeah, we we definitely, it was good. We put a lot of, uh, emphasis on, uh, on the production and the quality, because I think one thing that I've learned as an artist, and this was something I learned from Chuck Billy, uh, you know, in our first record and our second record, you know, even to this day, I love those records, but as a musician inside, I was never able to 
get that complete fulfillment like out, out of uh out of the album you know there's always something that i'm like oh man i wish i would have done this or man maybe if we would have took it to this guy it would have sounded a little better or, you know we we're trying to penny pinch or this and that and on this record we were like no like if we're gonna have to live with this record forever yeah like it needs and, it, and this is going to be our best work it needs to sound the best as it could be and uh we spared no expense man and and uh we had a very great team behind it and that's why it sounds as good as it does man i appreciate you guys saying that yeah and i was yeah, going absolutely. through your facebook page and you were doing stories about what the songs were about really yeah yeah and um i don't see a lot of bands do that where they kind of give like a lot of bands are like oh i just want people to interpret the song with and not really give them a backstory about why they wrote it but the story of letters to the grave was it was kind of touching man like that that's a hard that's hard shit to go through yeah you man know? and I, and you know, and you know what the the thing is is that like i know that there's so many people out there and not and you know not to be so vague because i do like people to interpret it the way uh that they want to but i also know that there's everybody has somebody that they wish that they could just talk to one more time you know and hell yeah you know uh it, you know looking back on it like you know I'm, I'm 32 years old now looking back on it when i was a a kid going through that and i think of like you know my daughter like losing you know you know, my, it, you know when it happens you know when my dad passes and my daughter who's super close to to my dad uh has to go through that to be at the age of like seven or eight and writing out these emotions and you know putting them away and not really knowing what to do with them you know i looking back on it it's pretty it's pretty crazy and and i know that a lot of people feel that way too and uh i'm just glad that that story can help people it seems to it seems to really help a lot of people i've gotten a lot of messages about that yeah no i just i just found it really interesting that you are willing to open up about that and share it with with your fans i mean that's it's not something you see a lot of people do to be honest yeah well you know i think i think a lot of that comes from uh where we're from you know what i mean and you know not to not to get too deep into this but where we're from instills a lot of values in uh in the way the way we are the way we portray ourselves and i think you know as a band as shattered sun we've always been the small town kids that that got a big opportunity and kind of ran with it you know and that's never changed us it's never changed who we are and uh you know i'm i'm glad that you know, you and, and other people can, you know, open up and see that uh, I'm really coming from the heart. We're really coming from the heart with this record. Nice. Bruce? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, but at the end of the day, when you're getting those emails, what does it feel like to know that you actually like connected with somebody on something on a much deeper level beyond like the riff or the drums or it's 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 everything to me man because i i was that kid you know what i mean not maybe not emailing people but uh, you right. know i i come from the generation of i would get the record and the, i'd run home and the first thing i do was read every lyric to every hell song yeah connect to the ones that are me you know what i mean and, and you build these stories or you build these connections in your head and and that's why to this day you know i still love and cherish some of those songs so to have people you know, have that same reaction, you know, to my music, that's bigger to me than any festival, than any check, than any, anything, 
that that's the biggest accolade that we could be given as a band. And that means the world to me. So here's a question for you. And I don't know if it's, it's really applicable, but do you find that now that you're not on the road and you've got more time to, I guess, interact with people, you're, you find yourself connecting more because you don't have that 600 or 600,000 person crowd and the big barrier in between you, people have direct access to you now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that that's something that even, you know, before the pandemic, I, I, that was that was the thing that was our bread and butter. I mean, ask anybody that has come to see see us at the big uh, rock festivals or at the small club sh- club shows. We've always been the band to right after we get off stage, we're going to crack a few beers, go to merch, and and literally hang out like and just meet everybody. So we've always we've always been in touch with that side of our fans. But now, like I said, you have to adjust. Uh, it's all about interacting and it's it's all about making the fans, especially when you can't go out and tour. I mean, the tour that we, we like I said, we had four tours booked for this record and we had to move them all or, you know, the, the one that we were going to do uh, with Testament. I You know, I think that that one's just not going to happen anymore because, you right. know, but it, it's, you know, you have to kind of imagine that or you can't give the fans that. So you, so you have to give them something else, no matter what it is, like stories about me and my grandfather. I mean, stories about <laughs> my, my love for the Cowboys, you know, on some of the songs and, you know, <laughs> any, any way that I can can uh, touch and, and reach out to these people. Uh, that's what I'm about right now. And I, again, here's another odd one, but I know you don't have a crystal ball, but we've kind of been talking to people while we do these podcasts. Where do you see the music business uh, like landing on the other side of this? It's, it's obviously going to have to change. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the, the thing is, is it's kind of it's kind of been changing. And, you know, the cool thing is with our new record label, uh, you know, going from a record label like Victory to a more independent label that we're on right now. I think the key thing that... uh that the record label head, uh, Robert Beltran always tells me is, you know, there's no fucking rules. Like there is no rules. So yes, things are going to have to change. You know, we've already moved our tours to next year. You know, we're going to announce a tour in April and May. Uh, you know, we don't know what it's going to, you know, if it's going to happen, if it's not going right. to happen, if we're going to have to do it social distance, all we know is that we got to put ourselves out there and we got to adjust to the new business model. And, whether that be social distance shows or fucking campfire shows or you name it, we're going to go right. fucking play it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I miss live music so much, man. Oh my God. Oh dude. Yeah. You know, I, and I think the, the, I think the thing that's kind of been getting me through is, uh, you know, I've been, I've shot maybe four music videos with El Nino over the past two, two months. And I think that's just kind of like giving me my life uh feel you know what i mean because right a couple of them have been uh concert oriented or you know there was one where you know there was maybe like 60 70 people on the on the shoot you know helping and it felt like we were playing a fucking show so <laughs> you know it it uh <laughs> you got to get it anywhere you can man sometimes you got to revert to singing in the mirror again like you were 16 years old <laughs> oh man sometimes i think you know like for musicians playing on stage is like a it's 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 an an addictive drug, you know? absolutely. And when you don't, absolutely. and when you don't have it, you go kind of through like this, like fuck, like it's I don't even know how yeah. to describe it, like withdrawal, I guess. Oh man, you know, perfect example of this was uh, the 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 day 
that the new album Blood for You came out. So the previous two records, the the second record, we had a huge, huge homecoming show after a tour. Chuck Billy came out. We did some Testament songs. It was two thousand people there. You know, the the first record, uh, we were actually touring with Testament and Exodus, and you know, we got to play in this awesome city to a sold out crowd. And then you release Blood for You and me and my fiance literally had a bottle of champagne. We popped it and I was just kind of walking around all day, just kind of kicking rocks and like not knowing what the hell to do. You know, it was just like, this was not what the fuck it's <laughs> right. supposed to be like, you know, yeah. but, uh, but still, you know, we, we made the best of it, man. And it was, it was fun. Awesome. Chris, uh, I don't have anything else to you, Bruce. No. So Marcos, if people want to get in touch with you guys, uh, I guess the best place is, just shattered some yeah social media uh instagram facebook uh, i i think they're still operating on twitter i don't know it's it's been pretty crazy with all this political stuff going on but, yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah uh you can get us anywhere our music's on every platform that you can think of apple music spotify youtube uh or you could be a cool guy and just uh, go out there to your local record store and uh, pick it up too so is there a place where people can order it the cd from uh, you guys yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hammer Forge Records uh, at Big Cartel. I think uh, we always put the link on our Facebook page so you can go find it. We have a bunch of merch up there as well. Um, and then, you know, also the, the big places, Amazon and, you know, Best Buy, places and, like that. And like you said, if people want to get in contact with you as well, that you're pretty active on Facebook so they can grab a hold of you and chat. Absolutely. I think I'm pretty proud of this, but I think we have a pretty pretty quick response rate so uh i'm pretty stoked about that <laughs> let me see let me see what you're listed at for response rate he's gonna call you out right no, now i'm gonna hit message typically replies within an hour good for hey. you there we go there we go <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I, I was literally i was like which one of these guys have been operating the facebook <laughs> oh man hey before um, we go mark well, i have ahead, one other question actually yeah um did you guys print vinyl Actually, our record label is currently in the process of making a, a small order. I think it's like 300 nice. copies of the new record. It's going to be, you know, a, a blood-soaked record. I, I, mean, I, I know they're going all out on it, so uh, I'm stoked to see it and uh, hopefully have that out for uh, the holidays, man. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be nice. Awesome, my friend. Stay well, be safe, and thanks for taking the time. Thank you, man. I hope to talk to you guys soon, all right? Will do. I'll and, chat with you online. Thanks again for trucking deer and all this man we couldn't be alive or around without you hey man thank you dude i appreciate that man just trying to do my small part in this world so yeah there man go. Well, i will talk to you guys soon okay all right we'll see you later on bye-bye awesome. right thanks right, bye hey this is steve Choi, host of the musicians guild podcast part of the sound talent media podcast network Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.